Welcome to Behind the Brands. So, you found us. <laughs> well done, you. Our little podcast all about the fashion industry. Let me just tell you about the host and the creator of this podcast. The guy's from the UK and his name is Warren Parker Mills. Warren's literally worked with some of the best people in the business and met some incredible brands along the way. Now he feels it's time to kind of do things a little differently. He'll be catching up with amazing storytellers from across the globe as they share some of those unwritten secrets that they've managed to figure out for themselves. From brands you'll recognize to small artisan creators that have mastered their craft. You'll hear about their collections, sales, and their ongoing quest for sustainability. So if you're an aspiring designer, an influencer, or just a massive fan of listening to fascinating conversation, stay right where you are. So welcome, and welcome to episode number one of the podcast. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And hopefully you've listened to the trailer episode. Um, it's not very long. It's about 10 minutes of me rattling on about a load of stuff. And um, you've got a bit more of an understanding of kind of the vibe of the show and what it's all about. So um, that would be a really good place for you to start if you've not listened to that. But you will hear, which is great news. Um, and in today's episode, we speak to a guy called Johannes, who's the co-founder of a business called Archivist Studio. And these guys are based in Berlin and they've got a really great little business. They've basically created a line of shirts from surplus bed sheets from a five-star luxury hotel. It's a fascinating story. Um, hopefully you'll enjoy that story and you'll get a flavour of their energy and the way they operate, but also a really good sense of their purpose, which I think is really important. So, so yeah, let's, uh, let's jump straight in and listen to the conversation. Hey, Johannes, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, really good. Thank you. Really good. And where are you in the world? Where are you today, my friend? Right now, I am close to the beautiful Dutch nice. coast. Nice. In a little village, um, enjoying a little bit of sunlight. <laughs> cool. Yeah, work, working remote. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So welcome to Behind the Brands podcast. Um, as you know, I'm really trying to find people that are doing things a little bit differently that's what that's what we're about here so um i spotted just to give you a little background because we've not actually spoken before i spoke to eugenie your partner uh, business yeah. partner um and uh, or it might be another partner i don't know i don't know what the relationship is like but um we can talk about that later that's fine yeah <laughs> um so yeah i spoke to eugenie a couple of weeks ago i saw a um some coverage in a magazine wallpaper magazine Yes. Um, which was fantastic placement, by the way. And I thought, wow, this looks really interesting. And I reached out to Eugenie, uh, mentioned that I wanted to try and find out a little bit more about you, you guys and your story. And um, yeah, here we are today, So, um, which is fantastic. So can you just tell us a little bit about the brand? Um, I, well, we can talk about other bits and pieces. I just want to find out what you're up to today and what, what the business looks like today. Yeah, great. So... Um... First of all, thank you so much for having me. You're I think this is thing, these kind of conversations always help in actually understanding yourself a bit because uh, sometimes we, ha you know, you have a problem with that as a designer. But so I'm always happy for this. So, yeah, we are called Archivist, Archivist Studio, Archivist Movement. We we go a little bit back and forth, and basically, it's a brand which consists of me and Eugenie, and we have a group of satellite creatives around us that uh, that we work with 
both on design, but also on, you know, realizing websites, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we are growing rapidly at the moment, both in sales, but also in, in um, f- visibility online. I think right now in Corona times, you know, uh, as stupid as it sounds, I think sustainability, mm. sustainability becomes and, you know, how we will run the world in the future is, a, is a, our big topics right now. And I think we've been thinking about this already for, for a little bit now. And yeah. it's nice to feel that, that you know, both um, journalists, but also the general public is getting more and more ready for brands like us. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good point. I think, you know, this time of the year, and for those listening now, and, you know, hopefully people will be listening to this for quite some time, but, you know, we, we're all going through, and certainly from an industry point of view, it's really tough at the moment. And it has it has focused everyone's mind into looking at the way they're operating and the way they're doing things and trying to do things a little bit differently. And that's that's good. I think it's almost like a reset button for, for everybody, as well as the industry, you know. So, you know, it's great. It's good to hear. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think if I can try to describe our identity or yeah. our our DNA, it's that the the question that we started, you know, our our adventure with is what happens to to hotel sheets after they are discarded from hotels? And yeah. this question is ba- it's it's a, ma- a waste management question. So. With our brand, we are one of one trying to solve a a problem where and find out where this problem is, and B, yeah. we're trying to create something beautiful and upcycled, which is wearable and hopefully lasts for for long times. And we are not a regular fashion brand. I come from a I come from a background where I studied in Arnhem on Artes, which is a uh, quite a good uh, fashion academy in the, in the east of Holland. Yeah, and we learned how to be individual designers, almost like emperors, and how to make yourself heard within the fashion industry. And yeah. I think this is the the tactic that that a lot of you know as fashion designers you know grew up with. I think there's a lot of schools that approach fashion design like this. And this yeah. is interesting because you really develop your own identity and you constantly have to question yourself as a designer and what you think of design. And um, I really liked it. I, I finished my school with a project which was was very um, uh, based on physics and, and, and math where I made rotating skirts with huge motorized <laughs> wooden corsets and wow. leather organza rotating skirts something very extravagant and loud and and crazy which which was accepted really well yeah i won some prizes with it but afterwards i started wondering what to do next what will be my next big shout into this world and i i I won some money with with this collection and i made another project which was even bigger with huge installations moved by models walking through a space and it got accepted really well as well, but I was kind of maybe almost a bit empty after that yeah. and didn't know what a logical next step would be because of the fact that you constantly have to come up with something new. Yeah. And I stepped away from it for a little bit to kind of relax and let my mind, you know, figure out what I wanted. 
And I think installation art and, and, and physics are two of my biggest interests. But next to that, I also want to do something purposeful, use my capabilities, both as a fashion designer, but also as a entrepreneur to, to see, yeah, where, 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 where can I really help out? Where can I, where can I, you know, invest in, and, you know, without making a very elaborate collection and give it in, giving it a certain team yeah um, and in that sense helping out industry or whatever yeah that's that's basically my story yeah. <laughs> on how i got it's a it's maybe a, a, a little bit longer no 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 it's no, important no, to uh to to say where i come from yeah then i met eugenie and then um, yeah so i this mean this happened i mean <laughs> and i and i really want to dig deeper into into the whole brand and and how you came up with the idea because i think this is it's a real compelling story um and you know it's lovely to hear as well uh, johannes about your your adventure from a from a creative point of view because yeah. i think you know i'm from a slightly different generation you know you're the you're the new blood and i'm the older blood and i think it's it's really heartwarming to hear the passion and 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 you talk in the way that you do about creative kind of mindset you know yeah um and i think for me there is there's this kind of crossover and I'm, again i'm just talking from experience but mm -hmm. there's a there's a crossover of having really good intentions and a purpose which you've said which is amazing um but then there's the commerciality you know there's taking all that creativity all those ideas all that flow if you like and, and making a business out of it. And that's that's one of the reasons why this podcast is about as well, to not only inspire young and and uh, not maybe not so young, but people who want to get into the industry and and take a, uh, you know, a leap of faith, if you like, into into yeah. what we do. Um, but just looking at hacks more so than anything else and understanding what you need over and above that creativity. And I think that's that's something which you guys are right. I'm not saying you're right at the start because obviously you've had tremendous success, but it would be wonderful to see how you develop the business moving forward from a commercial point of view. So, yeah. um, But I just want to backtrack a little bit. So when you were younger, because again, I'm a, I'm a great believer of our early formative years kind mm. of shape us as individuals you know and as professionals yeah. and when you were a young boy what what did you want to do well what was what was life like for you as a 10 year old johannes so it's a good question and uh, i was born in amsterdam and yeah. around and i was both my parents were working and they always dropped me off uh opposite of the road at um this beautiful family and uh, the mother of this family was a very engaged woman with the both the environment um i don't know if you could call it anthroposophic but uh, <laughs> i've been I, i've been to 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 waldorf uh, school so uh, that 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 comes in later as well but yeah she was she was she was connected with the, with the environment and she made her vegetables herself. She made her cloning herself. And I got really interested in all those processes yeah. and those um, crafts. So basically, from four, four, four years old, I was sitting behind the sewing machine, <laughs> sewing wow. little pouches and pockets and uh, a pants for, and a T-shirt for myself. Yeah, um, yeah, just to kill time. And uh, I loved it. And I, when my parents moved to another city... One of the things I missed the most was the sewing machine. So, 
so they had to get me one and um, yeah. i asked my mother can i want to go on sewing lessons so she she um collected all the girls in the class to fill up a, a sewing class and uh, got a woman to teach us how to go about this yeah um, and it went many different way, ways after that woodworking steel okay yeah extra. different mediums yeah i mean I, I've I've always loved working with my hands, so I think yeah, it started really early, and uh, I've never I, I never wanted to be a fireman or a pilot. <laughs> never had that period <laughs> yeah. in my life, but uh, no, it has always been craft. I would say. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And and give us a little bit of an insight then how how the two of you got together and joined forces. So how did all that come about? So me and Eugenie met last summer. We yeah. were invited to a party somewhere outside of Budapest yeah. in the countryside and um, yeah I, I was sitting in the bus I didn't know so many people that were going there and uh, there was a free a seat free next to me in the bus so I said uh, so then uh, this uh, wonderful woman came walking on the bus and I said <laughs> uh, well there's a seat free here so um, she sat next to me and uh, over on the three and a half hour drive we um, we at oh, at the end of the three and a half hour drive, we we shook hands and uh, we had our plan for the wow for the next. <laughs> so it was a it was a question years. of fate more than anything else, yeah. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. So she could have she could have sat by the driver and and ended up driving buses for a career, you know. Yeah, but it's but it's of course my great eye for opportunities. Exactly, yeah. it was all down to you making the room. No, exactly. Really cool. So that's no, cool. but so yeah, Eugenie and me. Uh, you know, we, we started talking and discussing and she explained her plan and I I added my view on it. And yeah, it's, it's you know, it's the, the core idea comes from Eugenie. She has to take 100% uh, credit yeah. for it. Yeah. But the way we are developing it now, I think it's, it's, it's a perfect um, combination of both our expertise and, yeah. and, and vision on the brand. I think, yeah. um, um, you know, you could call me the art director and her the um, uh, the, the the CEO behind the brand. Yeah, no, that's Even really though, cool. Yeah. I think what you know, what I'm going to do as well in the, in the show notes, I will um, I'll obviously put some links into your website and, and show some imagery because again, I think for me, what strikes really loud is you know the the concept itself. And, and again, just to kind of reiterate for the listeners, these guys have. Um, they're upcycling on steroids is the only way I can say it. So in effect, what they're doing, they are, they've negotiated with uh, five-star luxury hotels, which no doubt have got the best cotton sheets you could possibly ever get. Um, and they've created a, a shirting line and, um, and no doubt that's going to develop ongoing. But I mean, that idea in itself is one thing. The other thing to, to take into consideration, it's great having an idea, but it's the execution, you know, it's it's making it happen. What kind of challenges have you had with regards to taking the raw product, the commodity product, and then and then creating a collection from it? Cash flow. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the big one. Yeah, I think uh, that's, of course, you know, like the big elephant in the room. Everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. But um, I mean, I think we're, you know, we're building this up in a lean way. So we are not, um, we've, we've invested in it ourselves yeah. and we're building this up from the ground. So as a, as a designer, I think, you know, designing something is, uh, is, is easy. But if you have to tone these, your designs down and, and mm. really go and, dis, you know, have discussions about millimeters, if, if we're talking about shirts and technical yeah 
sheets and everything that has to go to the to to, to suppliers. I think that's that's where we are learning a lot and, yeah, and trying yeah. to develop. I mean, we are working night day and night with the with samples to get it better and better. And I think we're that's that's where we're learning. Yeah. Also, strategy wise, I mean, you know. We we we've discussed it. We had a lot of. Uh, I mean, first of all, we had our three and a half hour discussion. But I mean, afterwards, we had a lot of discussions about how to go about this. What is our business plan? How do we, how do we become the brand that we want to be, and what brand do we want to be? And I think mm-hmm. we've went from B to B to B to C and all different kind of ways. And the way we attack it now is, we make shirts and we try yeah. to make them as as good as possible from. Yeah luxury hotel sheets we are not gonna um, we're not gonna go outside of the fabric that we uh, get supplied by the hotel so okay i think yeah. we we set we set a very strong and strict uh, strict rules for ourselves in terms of what what the what the uh, what the recycling or the upcycling is going to be like i mean we, yeah. we said to ourselves this should be really a solution for for a problem and not develop into just a really really nice brand and okay well then we will produce it from any other kind of cost. yeah yeah so I understand. that's a very strict rule for us um you know making shirts better and keeping shirts in the, in in the cycle um uh, along the road so we want yeah. to we are supplying people with shirts now and um and uh, we don't you know we believe in in the, the fact that our shirts are good, so we are not doing any sales or or pushing it too much. You know, it yeah. comes when it comes. Yeah. And uh, later down the road, we want to also do different projects uh, with shirts that come back. You know. So, okay. Uh, okay. So keeping shirts in the cycle is a big topic for us. And yeah. then another side of business is the 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 dialogue with the hotels that supplies with the sheets. We are yeah. talking to several really exciting hotels um, on how we can help them to turn their waste into exciting stories for their brand and yeah. how we can collaborate there so we don't we don't only want to buy the sheets of the of the of the hotels um, but we also want to you know have that dialogue and see how mm. we can improve and connect um connect them with other recyclers you know yeah thinking about yeah. soap um you know plastics any other kind of waste yeah. from hotels and a lot so of hotels more, are thinking about that it, right now yeah so it's more of like a cooperative you know that the kind of different parties are kind of working with each other but for the for the same end game and the same end game is sustainable business you know for the hotels and for you guys yeah. so um, and then just I just I've got a query really about the market. So when you when you look at the end consumer, who is your target market? Is that somebody that is uh, environmentally aware or is that somebody that just loves great shirts or how would how would you target your market? Who is your market? I think what is interesting about a market is that almost everybody needs a white shirt. And I think <laughs> many true. brands have said that in the past yeah. and are still saying that. And I think that's that's a funny rule with our business uh, that we see if we look at the people that uh, order from us it's it's it comes from from anywhere and everywhere mm-hmm. and i think this um this the the we don't we don't target certain groups of people because we think they would be a great client uh, 
um, until now. I mean, we we are young, so we we haven't we haven't gone really deep into that research or or, or trying to to target people in that sense. But I yeah. think it is nice to see that a lot of different people are are buying the shirt, and I I, I would say some some are interested in sustainability, um, and other people other people are just discovering about this topic yeah you know? and yeah i think we are we, we we might be exactly right on the on the on the right wave at the moment um but i'm i'm really excited to to see what's going to happen in the future but yeah once again you know i mean we are we are we are starting and we have our hands full we don't have we don't have the right right, right data scientists yet to mm. to give you a very clear answer on this yeah, no, I get that. And how, how are you finding it? Because Eugenie is in Berlin. Is that correct? She's based over there. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. So you and how do you share responsibilities? So she is she. Are you all product and she's everything else, or how how do you split those? Um, yeah, so we those have responsibilities. So Eugenie is um, Eugenie takes up some ca- uh, technical a- aspects and most mostly the business and i do yeah. uh, the art direction but also the the you know the 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 pattern and uh, sample development and then next to that we are very hard working on a new website and yeah. um about and in contacting contacting potential partners we yeah some other people working with us yeah, I think the whole collaboration thing, especially for you guys, could be could be something really worth investigating, you know, and find some really aligned partners. That could be amazing. So yeah. and, and talking about kind of putting it out there and and connecting the dots, shall we say, how on earth did you get that coverage in wallpaper? Because, you know, that's a, that's a great, a great publication. And um, how did all that come about? Just out of interest. Um, good, good question. Um, I not quite sure how we made that connection <laughs> uh, but what i can say about this and i think i touched it earlier as well is that we're seeing more and more people contacting us wanting yeah. to write about us and i think that's yeah. because we not only have an identity but also a cause uh, you know our 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 the journey of the shirt doesn't stop um, at the beginning of the next collection because yeah. that's not the the point for us and I think that is what interests people that that contact us and want to write about us. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. it's not necessarily a fashion brand. No, 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 no. And I, I completely get that. And I think also as well, you know, there is there's a big trend at the moment about sustainability. And I think people are jumping onto that story because it's so hot at the moment. But, you know, you working in the way that you're doing it and also potentially going beyond the sale is really really encouraging and and really quite interesting how you execute that you know again i'm going to be following you guys and i'll be in the shadows looking to see what you're doing because it's it really is tremendous you know you've you've taken a problem for 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 hotels and um and you know that that type of industry which is a problem you know and you've you've not only turned it around you're you're executing it and you're thinking about how that's going to look pan out in the future yeah. which is which is tremendous uh, and so. i must say that that they, that some hotels that that we are working with uh, are already on a really good good in a really good direction eh? so it's not that i don't think that every hotel has yeah has a waste waste management problem i think mm. many hotels are, are going through um, 
through this revolution as well. So don't want to don't want to shame the industry because I think we are also surprised with uh, with with other concepts that sure. are already in yeah. place. But yeah. I think our our approach is it's it can definitely add something to to a story. And I think we want to you know really collaborate to 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 get there. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so how, how much time, just changing the subject, how much time do you spend in Amsterdam? Because um, again, Amsterdam is, is a hub of fashion, you know, there's lots of going on there. I mean, I am already, you know, I'm very well, I would say, or I mean, maybe you shouldn't say that about yourself, but I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm grounded in Amsterdam. So I think I know Amsterdam and the, the, the fashion industry very well. It's, it's a nice industry. It's not so big. Um, but the nice thing about having started this in Berlin is the fact that we look at it with a much wider view. You know, we think definitely Europe is, is our playing ground. And, um, you know, I think not being Dutch, but, but being outside of Holland also gives you another perspective on your, your, incubator let's say you know Amsterdam yeah. is my incubator and um, so that's exciting when corona started I decided to to not sp- spend my days stuck in my Berlin apartment I was really scared that we would get a complete lockdown um, mm-hmm. I'm very happy that that for for Berlin <laughs> at least that that didn't happen uh, but yeah. we we both moved to, we we had some this almost we had this almost uh, sound of music like moment where me and Eugenie looked each other in the eyes and we said, we are going to drive to Berlin right now to get our stock and our machine. So we rented a big truck and drove through the night <laughs> to, um, to, and filled up a bus in Berlin and drove back the same day. So oh ma- a bit dramatic, but nobody knew what was coming, but we wanted to <laughs> at least be able to continue operations and, and, yeah, and, yeah. and have everything close by. And this, Eugenie and me, live together now for, for two and a half months. Uh, okay. Um, here and there, like, uh, like nomads and uh, dragging <laughs> our stock with us. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it has given us a lot of uh, time to have uh, good discussions and, and, and things. So it, it brought us something, uh, you know, in, this unf- in these un- unfortunate times. Yeah. And what about production then? So how has that how how's that impacted on production? Have yeah, you had any we are any very problems? low in stock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean And when do you think when do you think things will start kind of churning back up again? Are the factories uh, I was on a pod I was on a webinar the other day and it was an American one, so they were talking a lot about the US market, mm-hmm. but um obviously, you know, the Far East and India and, and, and such forth, you know, there is, there's lots, still lots of problems there about, you know, people going back to work and, and, and trying to uh, minimize risk more so than anything else. But the industry, unfortunately, you know, living in this fast paced, fast fashion, you know, world that we live in, um, you know, the commodity is still unfortunately there. And, um, you know, a lot of brands are struggling to try and get the balance between, you know, making commercial business and, and, and obviously more importantly, keeping people alive, you know? So, um, what, what, what would you say what's happened in production as, has there been much of a block? So we produce in, uh, in, inside of Europe. So we, okay, I mean, su- right. supply change are not completely frozen. Yeah. The thing is though, that, you know, we are, we, we have several 
several uh, kind of potential bottlenecks al- along the line. First, first mm-hmm. of all, we need to get the sheets. Then the sheets need to go to a, a, a cleaner, and yeah. the, the cleaner takes apart the 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 the, the bed covers and stitches them together, puts them on a roll, sorts them. It's quite an intensive process, uh, which yeah. which involves several different factories. So mm. we are we don't our supply line is not that simple, and we are of course working on on streamlining this and you know maybe educating also factories we work with to do more in house. Yeah, I mean right now the, the the family business that we work with in in Romania, where we can you know produce. The, at the moment, the quality that we are very happy with, they are of of course occupied with with production of um, uh, mouth mouth um, how do you call them masks. Ma- masks. Yeah. masks masks yeah so um, I mean we are we are having the conversation with them like when we can start production and uh, but of yeah. course I mean we have to take all we have to take the current situation into consideration but yeah I mean we don't have so long times you know when it when it gets produced. It's, pretty quick it's here or, or yeah. we go and pick it up uh, uh, but but i mean that's gonna have our next production is gonna happen over the next couple months but we are also not tied of course to to the industry um rhythm huh? so yeah so you're not you're not really playing into the seasons are you because no. your product is consistent so yeah. it's not as if you have you know you have a winter shirt and you have a summer shirt or a you know a fall or an, and, and and such forth so it's um yeah your product is it is what it is. It, you know, it is what it is. Buy into that. Yeah, and I know yeah. that that has yeah. disadvantages, of course, from a sales point of view. But um, mm-hmm. that's not why you know. Um, it's not why you're doing it's it. It's not why we're <laughs> doing it. And I think, I mean, I'm wearing shirts uh, all year through. So, um, and you know, we also don't know where this is going, eh? and we also don't know where. But we are building it up in a in a lean way, in a in a considerate way, and and I th- I think. We, we will do something when, when, we, when, when it feels right. And uh, I think, yeah. you know, we, are, we have very limited uh, um, stock, uh, not so many styles. And this is also something we are really working on and building it out. Yeah. 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 How, do they, um, how do they QC the product? So you, you said there, you've, obviously, you've got a great relationship with your factory. You trust the production. Everything's to standard. It's consistent. So obviously, the, the product's coming through consistently, which is great. Um, how do they when they when they receive the, the the sheets as such? How do they QC it? You know, there may be tears in the sheets, or how how does that work? So we is there a lot is there a lot of wastage? Or so what we said is the sheets that we get from the hotels. Mm. It's the reason why they've been thrown away is because of the little defects and the little holes. Yeah. For me, you know, when we were gonna go into production, we had this conversation with the factory, and the factory said like, okay. Um, first of all, let us let us take out all the defects. And then I was looking at myself and I was like, wait a moment. This sounds very weird to my eyes and to my <laughs> to the identity of the brand. So we said, yeah. don't take out the mistakes. You know, roll out roll out the sheets. Uh, you know, cut out the patterns and and let's see what we come up with. So the the defects we we treat them as as. As, as a character, as character, but also yeah. as little, little, little forms of, how do you say, yeah, personality. Um, <laughs> okay. We are looking the, the the shirts that do have um, the defects in them. 
we don't yeah. sell them for for the, for the, for the for the full price. So the shirts that we sell okay. don't have those mistakes in them. But what yeah. we're doing is, and this is going to happen really soon. We are we are in this process and um, and and finalizing those projects. We are working with different artists throughout Europe that get sent the shirts with some defects, and they uh, they alter them. They redesign them. They rip them. They paint on them. They paint in them. They go on yeah. holiday in them. They make them yeah. dirty. <laughs> all kinds of different forms. They burn them. We capture this and we offer those shirts online for a price the artist um, determines. And, um, and um, yeah, we sell it online and the artist gets, gets, gets that fee. So oh, for, us, for yeah. us, this is, we, we have those shirts. They are produced. The quality of the shirt is nice, but they have a stain here and there, which, yeah. you know, are chemically clean, but it's, it might still be a small stain or hole. And this is what we do with them. I mean, we have other plans with them as, as well, but we see them as white canvases, which we can use to do yeah. many different things. So yeah, we see yeah, it as yeah. an opportunity instead of a, a problem. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think, you know, you've been able to tie everything back to this authenticity. And you're exactly right. If I was going to buy something from you guys, I would want it. I would have wanted to be able to use it when I'm talking to my friends as a talking piece, you know, and to say, hey, you won't believe where this shirt came from, you know. Yeah. And, um, and there's, there's so much good, good intention there on lots of different levels. It's, it's fascinating. Um, can I, I just want to ask a couple of other couple of questions, yeah. really. But I just want to find out why you get up in the morning johannes you know what makes you do what you do so i think that question has many different answers yeah um i think i get into the up in the morning because i really enjoy life first of all yeah i i'm happy with the people i work with and that that gives me a lot of energy and i think you know i i did have struggles answering this question maybe you know after the more more uh, artistic work i did where i had troubles starting my process and yeah. i think i'm working towards uh, a goal now which which we keep how do you say i have to find a, the right way of saying this but our goal keeps developing so yeah it lies in the future but it will always lie in the future and yeah. um, an evolution, an evolution, maybe. And yeah. um, I think I feel I feel good about the direction where we are going, and I feel yeah. good about what we're doing. And I'm having a lot of fun having discussions with artists what they're going to do with a white shirt and yeah. and 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 that kind of stuff. So I'm still make my artistic work myself, but I'm not doing it under the pressure that I that I used to do it, where you thought I have to deliver this this year. And next to that, you know, doing also other work, but um, yeah. this is the focus. Yeah, cool. And what's next for the brand? Then what's next for Archivist Studio? What's what's the next so th year look like for you guys? So there's a lot in the pipeline. I think the most exciting thing is um, the conversations we're having with different hotel chains uh, on how we can, you know, collaborate. I think that's mm -hmm. super nice stuff is gonna gonna happen there. Um, next to that, we are constantly working on our website, on on making our our shirts better, 
you know, coming up with different designs, which is a little bit slow at the moment. But um, yeah, we are we are collecting different people around us, um, yeah, to help us out develop this brand. So um, yeah, I think I th- I'm mostly looking forward to a new website and and those collaborations that can that yeah. will bring us a lot. Good, 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 excellent. Oh, it's been brilliant. So. Hopefully, um, you know, there's, there's been plenty of people listening to this that will get not only inspired to, to go out there and again to do things slightly differently to the norm, which I think is always a valid way of approaching anything. But also listening to you and listening to the way that you're kind of explaining the mindset behind it all is, is really, really strong. So I thank you for that. So how can um, how can our listeners contact with you, you guys? Um, so, do you want to share some some information? So I think, you know, I think our brand and i'm always open for conversations or input or discussions or collaborations especially Uh, you can contact me personally on uh, johannes at archivist.studio and i will probably put a link somewhere yeah we'll we'll sort that for uh, you don't worry yeah (laughs) no and um you know i think uh, i i'm a young young guy and i can learn a lot so i am yeah i'm i'm open for that and um yeah i think that's the most direct way of contacting me i think our website will be will be in the link our instagram will be in the link and um you can also find my personal account on instagram if if people want to see what kind of work i made before Um, yeah i think that's 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 the way to contact me Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, listen, I really thank you for your time. Um, it's been a fascinating insight to you and Eugenie's efforts so far in this journey that you guys are on. So um, keep in touch and um, just all the best in the future. I really do wish you well, guys. Well, you're doing an amazing job. So keep it up. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, for your interest and um, really like to, to have this conversation with you. Hope to, yeah, hope, to hope to see you in uh, in real sometimes after. Uh... Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely catch up. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. All the best. Okay. Thanks again, Johannes. Talk soon. So there we have it. That was Johannes from Archivist Studio. So hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I had a great time talking to Johannes. And um, yeah, please go and check him out. And don't worry, if you haven't got a pen and paper to hand, I'll be listing all the details and all the credits in the show notes. So you can just hop on there, get all the information and make contact if that's really what you want to do. So thank you again for listening. And if you would like to listen to some more, I'm going to tell you a little bit about episode two. Episode two is coming shortly. And this one is for you, especially if you love denim. I'm going to be talking to Terry Fraser, who's a bit of a legend in the industry with regards to denim. And honestly, he talks about this fabric like it's a religion. So, yeah, check us out. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And I will speak to you soon. Until then. Goodbye. Behind the Brands was brought to you in association with beforestores.com. Go check it out. You can discover new brands, meet the makers and their products before they go into stores. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to leave us a review. We'd really appreciate your feedback. You can also subscribe for future episodes by tapping the follow button wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, keep learning, keep listening and keep creative.